Hello, welcome. This is the Sage Witch Podcast. This is Janae Hawk, and today I'm going to be joined by my cousin Danielle and my sister Cynthia, and we are going to talk all about periods. So say hi, girls. <laughs> hi. Hi. All right. Um, so we were talking a lot before, and then we decided to finally hit record. So I was able to go this week on Tuesday to a um, really awesome event, Lunch and Learn, that was called The Period Project. And it was, it was mind-blowing. So I was just like, I have to talk about this. I think we need to talk about periods more. Um, these are just conversations and discussions we need to be having. It also, The Period Project as a description is basically um, a project going on in the state of Utah where they are wanting to put period products um, into all K through 12 bathrooms. And the legislation uh, is currently going through, I believe our state legislation right now. Is that right, Cynthia? Yeah, it's during the current 2022 general session. So um, would you tell us a little more about that? Like, so is this, um, something we can vote on, or is it something that we need to call our representatives? And also, maybe we should just talk about the period project in general first, because I'm just getting super excited about how we can advocate for it. <laughs> well, just firstly, just know, like, for people who are listening, um, you, this is not something we're voting on. It's not a ballot initiative, but it is something where our representatives uh, either it'll go from like the house to our senators, but everyone has a representative and you can look that up online and you can email those representatives and give them your thoughts through email or through phone and tell them, Hey, like I support this bill and I would like to see you vote yes on this bill. Um, and so of course there's all these complex processes of it going through throughout the session, but that's a wonderful way to get involved and to have your voice be heard. Okay, and then Danielle, so you were able to go listen to this project too. Would you love to explain a little bit about the project and then your thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I thought I was muted. Can you no, edit that good. part out? <laughs> I can try. I can try. I'm sorry. No, you're okay. good. <clears throat> um, I went to, um, it was like a live podcast show and the, um, chat books was sponsoring it and they invited the period project to come so the the girl her name's maddie murphy she does the po podcast bad broadcast and um she does like she's done a couple of episodes about like period horror stories and like vagina horror stories and just like <laughs> it's it's so refreshing when women talk about this to each other because it's like it's there's so much like shame kind of around like having a vagina and having a period and um even just like being a menstruating human being like you um like you kind of feel alone like you can't talk to anybody about it and then when you start talking to other women about it you're all of a sudden like oh this is hap this is happening to all of us like like every single person who has a period has a horror story <laughs> about ha like starting their period and not having a product and so um she was just talking about how how um 
like girls miss school because when they start their period, they don't have access to products at school or at home. And so they just like, they can't be at school because they're just bleeding everywhere. And I mean, I think probably all of us have had that moment in school, like whether it's middle school or high school, where you stand up and realize that your period started and there's blood on the chair. Like it's, um, and, and then to have like, to, and then I just like, when she was talking about like girls who like can't come to school and they just like, like she said, there was girls that just like lay towels out on like a couch and just sit on the couch for three days and miss school because they don't have access. And that like broke my heart. Um, and so I, I mean, yeah. And then when I came home from the event, I had started my period and I was like, this is a sign. Like I need to do something about this. Like at the event we did write to our representatives. Um, but then I, when I came home, I was like, this is legislation that's going, I mean, like, it's going to take a long time to do something um, through the state. And so the next day I called um, the Jordan School District Foundation, which is the school district that like my neighborhood is in. And I just said, hey, who do I need to talk to to like get those products into bathrooms because schools actually have products available to girl um to girls or like people who menstruate and but they have to go to the office and they have to like wait in line and they have to ask one of the ladies and then like if you don't have a pocket then you got to carry it down the hallway and and it's like why can't we just have them in the bathroom where it doesn't have to be like a big deal so um so I called and hopefully they call me. She said that she would find out and call me back on Monday. But I think it's something that we, I don't know. I was, when I was talking to Janae about it before, when she asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, oh, well, you and Cynthia are like smart, like master's degree people. And I'm just a artist, stay at home mom. <laughs> but I feel, um, but Janae was like, well, you know, like you are a member of your community that can do something and and so i don't know sorry i went off on like a oh, tangent, no but... i love that i love all of that <laughs> you have an amazing um, perspective to share yeah. and i think it's great to have you in this space because we all have something great we're both we're all powerful women so i think it's it's perfect to have you on yeah thanks no i and that's exactly like why like hearing your passion danielle is so like if I can use the word invigorating, like it's just so exciting because I think as women, we hold so much untapped potential and power that we can do for our communities. And I think sometimes there's so much going on in the world and we get so overwhelmed, like, what can I do? And this is something we can do for our state, for the girls that live in this state. And like you said, like legislative wise, like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like, we're going to make this happen. I know we are. I mean, I just feel it. I guess I can't predict the future, but I think that there's just, there's this amazing opportunity for us as women to unite and to help each other and be very service to others um, and get things done now. Like there's things we can do now. And I think sometimes I just love the phrase. I say it all the time. It's my mantra. So think global act local anyway Cynthia do you have something to say 
I guess I could just kind of go about my brief history with how I got involved in activism around menstrual yes. products. Because um, for me, um, I started out in college uh, being a part of what was called Students United for Reproductive Freedom, which is uh, college clubs ran by Planned Parenthood Association of Utah. And I got involved that way. And then eventually I became the president and I had a paid position and I got the opportunity to learn how to write grants and to be able to actually get feasible money to funnel into certain programs or create programs and create policy, essentially. It was, I didn't realize at the time what I was doing was what I'm learning in my master's program. But I had the opportunity to buy in the bulk tampons and pads and be able to donate to a local uh, shelter in Cedar City. And I kind of had developed a relationship with um, that shelter, uh, Canyon Creek Services. Um, and so we maintained a partnership with them and that was really awesome. And then that was always in the back of our head. We always wanted to create um, kind of our own like club services. We're like, let's go out to the community and help. So whether that was donating something to the homeless youth shelter out in St. George. And then eventually towards my senior year, I told myself, you know, and this is during the pandemic, so I couldn't really have club meetings. I couldn't really do a ton. So I utilized my student Senate position to kind of like talk about some of potential resolution policies. But then I just decided to take what I had of my grant money and I went directly to SGU administration. I went to the health and wellness center um, and I told Jesse, the director, I said, this is a project I wanna do and how feasible is it? Um, and I knew I had allies who were in high positions in administration. And I knew that there was a need for not only more tampons, if there was a way for me to, as a club, provide those tampons and help alleviate some of the funding for the health and wellness center, cause they have money, but they don't have all the money in the world. And so essentially um, I talked with the health and wellness center. And then I talked to an SU administrator and we were able to make it happen. And, and the reason why I did it was because I had received some feedback from a really close friend of mine who was a trans man on campus saying, oh yeah, like it can be hard if you're a trans man who, you know, you don't want to out yourself or maybe, you know, there is a stigma and having it, having the location of those tampons and those pads not being just at the health and wellness center, but um, in the bathroom. So I came up with the idea that we have these amazing gender neutral bathrooms in the business building. I'm like, how incredible would it be to have tampons and pads in there um, available to everyone, you know, regardless of what your gender identity is. And so we got that to happen. And it's one of the proudest things I did as I left SGU, because I feel like it had left an impact and it made the conversation happen. Um, and we were able to talk about it as a trans issue, but also as um, you know, an issue for all college students who might need access to tampons. So that's a little bit about what I did there. Um, that's a huge summary. I like, know I love not all going of into that. all the details, but I spent months working on that well, before I graduated. And it's been really neat to do my internship in the health and wellness center. And I'm actually like, it's so funny because as an oldest sibling, I usually paved the way for my sisters in school. And so this is a very rare experience where Cynthia has paved the way for me. And I'm actually helping to work out her legacy. And so every like twice a week, I go to all of those bathrooms where Cynthia had originally put the tampons and the pads and I like make sure they're filled up and I make sure they have their little sign that says, 
you know, what this is for. And we're starting to get a lot more traction and word out there on that these are the bathrooms where it's at. Um, so that's really exciting to even just see like, even small impacts like have ripples. And it's, I think schools are such an important place to think about this because one of the statistics they talked about at this was that, and I pulled it up. Um, so the US shows that seven in 10 girls miss or know someone who has missed school due to not having access to period products. And one in four teens cannot even afford products at all. And that's because we're talking about a gen like, we're talking about a demographic that can't even legally work yet. So like we're dealing with, they called it period poverty. Um, and I think that like, just even knowing that label, like that that exists and that's a thing that's going on within our own country and within our own state and local communities. Like, I think it's amazing how both of you have been able to like become aware of this issue and then you're trying on an individual level to do something about it. I think that's so beautiful. So um, the other thing I wanted us to talk about is the, the luxury tax, tax, the pink tax, and then what Danielle was talking about with uh, Viagra and Ro Rogaine. Because <laughs> uh, those are some interest, that's some interesting tea, ladies. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you want me yeah, to Yeah, go for it, Danielle. Oh, um, so at this event, they were talking about how they've been trying to get rid of sales tax on... Um, period products because it's Cynthia I think you said it's called the luxury tax like they're saying like um, it's not medically necessary for women to buy period products and so they're charging sales tax on it but um, other medically necessary things that don't have sales tax on them are Rogaine and Viagra and I was just saying like of course everyone in the um, legislation is fine that um, we don't have to pay taxes on Viagra because that's a men's issue. And when it's like, I mean, majority men, they don't care or know how it feels to like have to pay for tampons or pads. And especially if you're someone who is like, I mean, they were saying that there's girls who have to be like, well, am I going to have a meal or am I going to have pads for a week? Yeah, like, is, and that just is heartbreaking yeah. to me. And it, I just like, can't even fathom someone in the legislature, like just being like, I don't care that this is happening. And I, I don't know if that's like what they're saying, but also it's like, how many times has, has the like tampon tax come up and it always gets vote voted down but like who vote i mean i don't know the statistics or like the year but like how long has rogaine and um viagra been tax-free those are excellent questions cynthia do you know much about that topic <laughs> well that should all it should all be public records. I mean, cause they archive everything. And so you can see who voted yes, who voted no. And like I was looking at, at that Fox 13 article, it seems like there was a dedicated woman who is a representative or maybe a Senator who was in the legislation um, or who was a legislator who was fighting for that for years and then she retired. And so that way um, I believe in the article it said that the policy project was gonna pick up 
where she left it because it's still an ongoing battle. Um, and to me, I think it's really telling when the article highlights mostly the male colleagues were voting no. And I'm like, how, what is the statistics of how many, uh, you know, men versus women who are in our legislation? Well, you would imagine it's going to be mostly men. And so unless I guess I'm like, unless the issue affects them, what will get their eyes to open up to this? And I think it's compassion and empathy, but I think a lot of it is what the policy project is doing is they're really smart and they're saying, yeah, we can have incredible coalition partners and we can like go out into this session and we can go do these things. But you know what really puts pressure on a lot of these guys is having the citizens lobby um, and having their own representatives come out. And so when they're having like citizens coming out to lobby on Capitol Hill, I think that leaves a huge impact. You'll see news articles posting about it. Um, I think it's a way to put pressure on them and say, this is a really important issue. And it's a bipartisan issue, regardless of if you're a Democrat or a Republican, we all have loved ones who have periods and we wanna have our state, which has a lot of children. Um, let's live in a state where children don't have to pick between like Danielle said, a meal or having quality products for their healthy. It's a public health issue and there's safety that should be involved because there is consequences to, um, not having access to these things. I love all of that. And it's interesting too, because one of the things they talked about is that the data is showing that period poverty and food insecurity are linked. And that one of the things that the period project and the policy project are trying to work on um, is to get these menstrual products uh, donated to uh, food banks, which I thought was super fascinating. Uh, because I think we often think like, yeah, like donate bread, go to donate cans. But do we remember that, you know, that could be another potentially safe place for people to get access to that type of um, product when they're at a low socioeconomic level? So what are your guys' thoughts? I think you bring up a really good point. I mean, that's why with my club, I would often think what can make a huge impact at Canyon Creek services for the men and women who are escaping domestic violence. And, you know, they get incredible donations. And I think sometimes people forget about the essentials and that could be period um, products and things like diapers and stuff. So that's one of the reasons why I, I was passionate about getting that sent out over there because people often think of food and all these other amazing things, but you wouldn't think, you know, for example, at the youth uh, a youth homeless shelter that would, it makes sense that they would need a lot of tampons. And I think a lot of like people who are, you know, in, in management positions or even in policymaking, they don't realize like, do you understand the quantity of tampons you might need for a month's supply? But if you have 10 girls at the shelter, like what does that look like? And there's a funny little story about NASA where NASA did not understand how much, I think it was Sally Ride and how many tampons she would need on a really short trip out in space. And that like is very telling to like the men who like did not know how many tampons she would need. Um, and they gave, and it, comedically they gave her a ton and she was like, oh, I don't really need this much for like, like one, one little trip, but that's telling. You know, I think that's a fun little story. I don't know if it's like hundred percent true or if that's a telltale that I've just heard, but that's, that's how I feel. I'll let Danielle take the, take the space. 
Oh, I was, um, I was just thinking like, it's so much easier to be like, oh, let's do a canned food drive or whatever than like, bring some tampons to school to donate. Like, um, like it's something that I feel like, I mean, we were talking about before, but like my dad who is 55, like if you say tampon in front of him, he's like, oh, and he covers his ears. Like he's half joking, but, um, it's, it's just like men need to step up and be advocates for women. And, and I mean, like they all know someone who has a period and, and so it's not even necessarily just a woman's issue. It's like a human issue. Like if it was your daughter, like, wouldn't you feel bad if she was missing school because she didn't have access to something that ev everyone who has a period should have access to? Like, I mean, they don't like every bathroom has toilet paper for free it, and and so, and it's like, it's not like we can control when we get our period either. So I don't know. I just, um, I, all of that. I think having men advocate is like a huge part of how we get this change to happen, especially in the state of Utah, where we predominantly have like, you know, let's just be honest, white dudes, old dudes on our legislative stuff. And not that I'm even saying they're bad dudes. It's just but they don't, they're from that era, like you were just talking about, like where we, they didn't normalize periods. Like there's no reason that we can't just be like, yo, I'm on my period. Like, you know, and it not be like such a weird thing. Like even when we're working or like talking to people, like it impacts what we do as like menstruating females in the workplace. And so <laughs> I don't, it's, it's interesting how this is able to open up a lot of conversation and dialogue around a topic that is like, like you brought up at the very beginning, there's a lot of shame around our periods. And so I think some of it is even just like, how do we just start talking more like freely about our period, which is going to make people uncomfortable, but we have to get used to being uncomfortable. <laughs> so Cynthia, do you have any other thoughts? I think just like this is a public health issue and it shouldn't be something that we were not willing to talk about just because we feel uncomfortable. It's just like, just like Danielle said, it's like getting access to toilet paper is a public health issue. Like we should definitely encourage like having access to these things. And I think um, something that I've personally loved seeing in recent years is advertising for tampons and pads, but through, um, it was like hello kitty or something like it was like making it look more for kids because you can be a kid and have a period i got my period when i was in fifth grade um and um i love seeing like this effort to have like marketing for younger girls to like see like oh okay and it's not and they kind of like to them they're like oh this is just a product for me or something like there's nothing wrong with having packaging that's more like you know, refined and adult-like, but it's also like, how fun would it be, um, you know, for a little girl to be like, oh, cool, hello kitty, tampon box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's a great thing to do and it doesn't necessarily just have to be hello kitty. I don't know, there's all kinds of fun things we could do, but that way it's not like something to be seen as scary. It's like, oh, look, this is for me. This is totally like something that you get when you're 
when you're a little girl and it happens. So I think that would, that's something cool that might popped up in my head as we were talking. That's a great problem solving solution. Like I love when people have solution based thinking. That's why I wanted both of you on here. Cause like when I had talked to both of you separately about this, I was like, yes, these are the kind of people that are movers and shakers and they're critical thinkers and they get, they get shit done. <laughs> you want to go Danielle? Oh, I was just, I was just laughing. Cause I also started my period in fifth grade. And I remember like none of my friends had, and we had that like maturation or whatever. And they were all like, that's so weird that like you bleed and stuff. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's really weird. I don't know anything about that. Like, <laughs> and, not- and I think, you know, like the shame around like being the first one of your friends to start a period or whatever. And um, I just always, I just always think about like how I want to raise my, I have two boys. And so like, I want to raise them to be the kind of boys who like have compassion for women or like any kind of person who's going through a hard time and that our house and like us as people can be safe spaces for anybody and um and people can come and say like hey i'm struggling with this problem and not have any judgment at all instead of being worried that um they're gonna have shame like we're gonna shame them for anything you know i want my boys to be able to like be on a date with a girl or whatever and and if she starts her period be like completely understanding about it and not like make it weird i don't know (laughs) maybe they even have a tampon they're like oh i got you right they're like here i have i have some i have a i have an array of choices for you in my glove box like i don't know no that is exactly the type of stuff that i think like that's why i think it's your perspective on this is so important danielle because as a parent two sons like you are going to able to like shape and influence their lives and that's going to make like whoever they end up with like so happy someday like because you're raising compassion it's it's more about like compassion and empathy as Cynthia had brought up and I think if we as Utahns citizens in this like our local communities could have more empathy and compassion I think we could get a lot more done instead of just having things stuck in our legislature forever where like you know like where we're still fighting these fight I'm like really we're still doing this like you know we're still asking them to like take the pink tax off like really <laughs> so we should all just go to the Capitol Hill right yes now. <laughs> you know what I feel like eventually we should totally go to the next women's march or I even saw that the period project has been um doing some different like uh organization type stuff outside of the oh my gosh I always forget the Capitol Hill yeah (laughs) I always want to say I'm always like confused on a state level I'm like not the White House it's not the White House (laughs) that's the really pretty building I'm like you know that really pretty building and then we could have a photo shoot there and be really cute with our signs but (laughs) no I just I think it's so important that as women like or just citizens of our country like I think we just it's so important that we get involved and like help each other and I think that projects like this give me so much hope for the future of like policy making which 
I was just, it's so funny because Cynthia and I are in public policy right now in our master's program. And I was just telling someone before I went to this event, I was like, policy and politics are two different things. <laughs> and I, I feel like a lot of people don't know that. And I think like often we hear people say, well, I don't want to get political. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But at the same time, like if you're a human being, like policy is happening to you. So like maybe pay attention to it. <laughs> Those are just my thoughts on it. But especially anyways. if your existence is political, right? Like my existence in public spaces is like really political. Like it's a political statement for me to hold hands with my girlfriend in public, yeah. you know? And so I think for people, sometimes I think when people say like, oh, I don't want to get political or I don't want to talk politics. It's like, well, that's really hard for the people in the room who who do have to experience scrutiny um, all the time through like politics. And, and so I think it's good to remind our you know listeners and anyone else who's listening in that, um, you know, it's life is politics. Just like you said, like you're affected by policy, whether you're engaged or not. And everything's political. Human beings were like Star Wars these. Is political. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> we're these social complex creatures. And if you've taken any sociology class or any anthropology class, you'll realize that politics is about being human. You know, about being social creatures. You know, whether it gets to the extreme side is a different side of things. But it's just part about being a social creature. This is politics. <laughs> I agree. And that's why I really liked, like, I went and very, very much scrutinized the, the website for the period project, which is actually, it's under the policyproject.org. And um, it was just really cool to read some of the stuff on their website. And they talked about, like, how to get involved and how, like, these are just human things. Like, these are human issues. And there's no reason that we should make them um, a partisan issue. And so it's just, it's exciting to see how like, even as Utahns, like we can just all collectively come together. And <clears throat> I feel like I'm getting really emotional about this, but <laughs> um, just, we can come together and like actually make change happen. And I think that's so exciting, whether we're making it legislatively or we're like Danielle and we're calling people the next day and making stuff happen. Like we need more people to care and um, I'm just, I'm excited for the future of stuff like this. So I definitely wanna do more episodes where we talk about stuff like this. So hopefully you guys are into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not that you always have to be here, you two, but you guys are very intelligent people. And I just felt like this conversation um, couldn't happen without the three of us. <laughs> and I, I feel like it's gonna help a lot of people um, maybe, it could even help our state, you know, like maybe people will listen to it and they'll be like, yes, the period project. So um, I'm probably just going to wrap this up because it's been freaking awesome. And do you guys have any last thoughts before we end? I would love to hear if you guys have any more thoughts. How do you feel? I was just going to say like, as I like us, I work, but I work from home and I stay at home with my children during the day. And sometimes it feels like society is kind of like, oh, you're just a stay at home mom. But I think, I mean, as women, we can get involved in our community and we have a, a huge impact. And I, I think, I mean, I forget that sometimes. So I would just, I mean, 
you don't have to go and start a nonprofit or anything. Like I, I feel like there's lots of things that you can just look around and, and even just teaching your kids to, to be kind to everyone who is different from them or anything. I think that women have a, a big, a bigger impact than we sometimes maybe realize. I know I forget sometimes that I, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they're so nice. <laughs> what about you, Cynthia? Any thoughts? I love what Danielle just said. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent support that. I think, you know, Danielle had mentioned like, yeah, like, you know, contacting your PTA board or your school district. Those are like great ways to like have sway in your own community. And I think I see a lot of really amazing people who do that same thing in my job as a community engagement coordinator. It's really awesome people like Danielle and other people who get involved who do something as simple as like, oh, I'm going to contact a nonprofit and and have them come talk to our staff and stuff like that, you know, or, or making an issue, making an issue aware. I mean, and I work with more LGBTQ oriented issues um, in school districts and things like that. But that's a really great example of getting involved. I mean, I think there's a lot of power in collectively working with your community members and saying, like, we're passionate. Let's make it happen. Um, that's why I got into politics. Um, that's why I got a degree. <laughs> um, and I just think the first step is just having awareness and being aware of it. And if someone is exposed to an incredible project like the policy project that's bringing light to the issues going on in our state, those are real statistics, those are real things happening in the state, it's time we be open about w what is happening in our state instead of, you know, going in and going la 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 la, like our state's perfect and it's fine. No, our state does have issues and we can make a difference and we should make life better for every Utah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I just want to slow clap for both of you. That was, I freaking loved it. Like we're going to have to do more episodes like this. Cause I think it's really, I think it's exciting to feel like we can, we can make change happen. And I just, I'm, I'm just blown away that I know such amazing people in my life and Oh, oh my goodness. Well, you're well, amazing too, oh, Janae. Well, thank so. you. Yeah, big <laughs> shout out to the host. <laughs> I yeah. just, you know what? It was actually so funny because the other day I took a friend to like a different like group of friends and they were like, you know, Janae, you just always have the coolest friends. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I do. I love to collect really cool people in my life. And um, just, I think everyone shares and has a lot of wisdom to give to the world. And so everything both of you said, I think are great ways for people to um, get civically active and do things for their community. Feel like, and I feel like some of that helps with the nihilism that we sometimes feel like, oh, there's nothing I can do, but we can do things. And so both of those things are just like that you guys both pointed out. Those are great things that everyone can do. And even just um, telling people about things like the period project which is why I was like I'm gonna do a whole freaking episode on it so anyways this has been freaking awesome and <laughs> I am gonna have to talk to you guys later um so yeah so namaste witches stay witchy <laughs> <laughs> stay witchy I love it <laughs> all right